Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Looking for a gift for a loved one for Valentine's Day? Well, might I suggest something from Leon Taylor? Maybe a nice jacket, nice coat, you know, a pair of pants, slacks, or perhaps maybe even a Leon Taylor gift certificate. That's right. That way they can go and get exactly what they want, and it'll fit just perfectly. So whether something ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made, you can get over to Leon Taylor. What better way to show that you love your loved one than to get them something over at Leon Taylor? So swing on by and tell them Abdul sent you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware and downtown Indianapolis. And Charles, which uh, which district are you writing in? Fourth Congressional District. And you were a plaintiff in this case? I was in the preceding case that she had um, mentioned. Uh, we took our case to the appellate court, but they decided not to, de- to decide on the merits. So uh, they just decided it moot like courts like to do. And then ultimately, uh, John Russ took the case up after that. So what are your thoughts on what you heard uh, in court today? Well, uh, you know, it's interesting, like what Michelle said at the first part is even our secretary of state has said that the, the government should not be deciding who is on a ballot or not. The voters were, and even the Supreme Court justices said the same thing, that there's voter interest in here. But I think that's the one element that they're not keeping in mind, that these primaries, if we're going to have them, should be determined by the primary. And here's another thing, Abdul, that's important, is they talk about crowding this ballot. That is never the case. Like in my case, they took us it was they took us off and the, run, the incumbent ran unopposed. So that's what this cycle of disenfranchisement is. When incumbents run unopposed, people don't go out and invite vote in the primary. We all know that there's less turnout when that occurs. So they, people like to say this is to not cr- crowd the ballot. But when did the, when's the last time you've seen a majorly crowded ballot, except for when someone doesn't run, you know, when it's an open ballot? Uh, one of the things uh, the court seemed to about was sort of guardrails, sort of, so, so your ballot doesn't look like necessarily a CVS pharmacy yeah. receipt. So here's my question is, what guardrails do you think there should be uh, in a case like this, as opposed to what you heard heard in court today. Yeah, it's simple. Closed primaries. A closed primary system. The Supreme Court has never upheld anything over one year. It would be very easy to, within one year time frame, you register as the party that you're affiliated with. That way you can't change it, and therefore you can't do what is what Democrats do in Indiana, which is go poll. Republican primary ballots. That's what they do. Uh, they Operation Chaos was a, an example during the... Yeah, but, but I'll do fairness to that. Within it being such a Republican state, if you want a choice, you got to vote in a Republican primary as opposed to sort of the, the general because there are no Democrats running. So, so, you, so you sort of go where the action is, so to speak. Perhaps, but then you are stuck with that party and you have to vote with, for that party when you do it. I mean, that that is a way that you would stop what is happening. The party rating is the whole reason that they wanted to stop this. Well, I mean, if Democrats are going to do that, I, I don't know of another alternative at this point within the rules that we're working on that it would be um, anything better than closing the primaries. At this point. Uh, what about... So like Michelle, sorry, I also like Michelle's comment about... Um, about if you're going to get signatures like they had in New Jersey. New Jersey has 1,000. You have to get 1,000 signatures from registered Republicans. That's another way that we could look at that, too. That would be set those parameters. Uh, One of the things, too, I thought uh, the court said was interesting uh, was the fact that, you know, sort of maybe two primaries may may be a much, but maybe one primary, maybe that could be workable. Uh, Look, at at this case, I'm going to agree with... uh, uh, Michelle Harder and say that that is unconstitutional as well. One primary is unconstitutional as well. They're going to have to find another way. All right. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. 
This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.